0: Champion
4: Sean King on VSIN, Our V-SIN Prime time. time. Hour three of V Prime Time. We've got ourselves a Monday night football game. Giants and Cowboys coming up. Momentarily, about 15 minutes away. Still time to get in those first touchdown bets. Side total. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. And, uh, and it is our pleasure to bring in, each and every Monday, host of Daily Morning Bets, part of the Vsin Podcast Network, Josh Applebaum. Follow him on Twitter, at Josh underscore insights. Josh, always a pleasure to get the final thoughts uh, and uh, see where that money is coming in as we uh, get ready for a primetime game. I know the trend has certainly been primetime unders, and you've mentioned before divisional unders as well. So let's look at total first. Where's the money been coming in on Giants and Cowboys as we're about 10, 15 minutes away from kick?
5: Yeah, Tim and Sean, it's great to be with you. And this is my you know, my most exciting or my, the most fun time for me to watch the lines the mm-hmm. last 15 minutes before a game starts. Because as we know, you know, the limits are the highest right now. Your big bets are coming in. That late movement, it's funny. If it's going with you the last 15 minutes, you feel more confident in your bet. If it's going against you, you get a little bit worried here. But starting with the total, you're totally right, Tim. You know, we've seen unders do so great so far this season. Uh, they went eight and six yesterday, but they've produced the winning record all three weeks. They're now 30 and 17, 64 percent. The one that you threw out there, seven and two to the under in these primetime games, but that divisional under one, really important. 14 and 3 to the under in these divisional games. So all these systems, all these trends, whatever you want to call them, they're lining up with what we're seeing here tonight. This total opened at around 40. We saw it get bet down now to around 38 and a half. Uh, I jumped on the 39 and a half a little bit earlier. I was 39 this afternoon. Now it's 38 and a half. So the late money does seem to be trending here toward the under. It's notable because you do have 58% of bets on the over. I think the public just says, hey, whether they're aware of this under trend or not, it's a low total. It's got to go over. However, despite almost two-thirds of bets on the over, we're seeing this thing fall. So it looks like money's going under here, guys. I'll sweat this under. Another little added bonus here. It's not a huge weather game, but at MetLife Field tonight, you're looking at around 65 degrees. The temperature is great, but there will be about 10 to 14 mile-an-hour winds, and we always know those wins are the benefit and a friend of an under here. If you look at wins 10 miles an hour or more over the last decade, it's about 55% to the under. Both these teams are 2-0 to the under. I'm on the under tonight, guys.
4: We're talking to Josh Applebaum at Josh underscore insights. I don't think he made Sean very happy. He's got the over.
2: Well,
5: <laughs> Josh is really
2: good at what he does, but he did not have all the information. I spoke with Daniel Jones today, <laughs> and he said it's his time.
4: Like Andy Dalton that's
2: last right. year, it's his time, baby. <laughs> uh, National TV audience, two and zero. You you mentioned enthusiasm, <laughs> excitement behind the G men. Say he's throwing for three fifty and four tonight, Josh. Ooh, Josh, ooh, that's pretty good. <laughs> Josh, you
4: mentioned uh, you mentioned you know late these last you know five ten minutes and seeing that late money come in. Um, where we sit right now here at Circa, it just went from one to one and a half in favor of the Giants. One pretty much across the board. Now, this did open uh, three and got steadily bet down, right, to down to one. Uh, what are you seeing when it comes to money, and do you have a play on uh, on a side uh, in this one?
5: So I heard a rumor that Sean King does like the Giants here, so maybe he's causing that circus steam there going from <laughs> one to one and a half there maybe it was. Uh, with the G-men at home. So uh, we got to respect Sean. He's a wise guy. But I would say, guys, I took the point here point and a half, whatever you can get at this point with the with the Cowboys. What's notable to me is this line did open, G-Men laying three. Now you're down to one and a half, one. Circa's the only book that I see at one and a half right now. I guess there's a couple other stra- uh, stragglers out there, but it's mostly one across the board. This reminds me a lot of two games yesterday, guys. If it, I'm the kind of guy that, like, when I see line moves, they make me think of the last time I saw these kind of moves. If you go toward yesterday, same sort of thing with Green Bay. Three down to one, they win at Tampa. Atlanta, three down to one. Uh, They win also. So, again, that late move, uh, 3-1 to is important here. Obviously, you're off the key number. But a lot of these trends that you want to look for, again, primetime dogs, 57% ATS. uh, The last three years, short road dogs, three or less, also 57% ATS. And I also think what's important is, you know, uh, this is not a big public play toward Dallas. Typically, you see the Cowboys getting a ton of public support. But that's with Dak Prescott. Cooper Rush, even though he's 2-0 straight up, 2-0 ATS, public still thinks that Cooper Rush is a backup. They don't really trust him. So you are getting across the border, at least uh, from DraftKings, the bet splits that we get at beasoncom slash splits. 59% of bets are on the G-Men. Yet again, we saw that three down to one. A lot of movement here going toward Dallas. I'm taking Dallas and, and Sean King. Either one either of one, me or you will win this bet, so at least one of us will be happy at the end of the night. <laughs> well, of course, I'm
2: pulling from my pockets, but I will say this. You kind of were almost on the bullseye with Cooper Rush, and then you... – your balance was off, so so you missed the bullseye. You, you're on the board, but you missed the bullseye. Road start for Cooper Rush, and the Giants get first-round pick Kayvon Thibodeau back and last year's sack leader Aziz Ojeleri back. I think they put pressure on Cooper tonight, probably not as much line of scrimmage freedom as he's had because they're on the road having to deal with crowd noise. That's my story. I'm sticking with it. Add in that Michael Gallup's still not available, and uh, Dawson, the tight end, is not going to be available tonight. Dalton Schultz. I'm looking, I'm looking for Giants. Let's say 38-10. Can we get that
5: tonight? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, that'll go over. That, that'll be winner for you. Sean, I got to ask you, though, when you were talking to Daniel Jones, what did he say about 0-8 in primetime? Did he say, this is finally my night tonight? Well, what really ha-
2: happened was I wrote him, and as Geno Smith said, he didn't write back. So it's a real one, one-sided one conversation. But <laughs> in my mind, you know, I was hyping him up for the night. You know, big stage. You know, last time we saw him here, he was running, you know, galant into the end zone and decided to tackle himself. So, I mean, I just want him to do the basics right tonight, Josh, and I think that gets Field the G-men right. through the
5: finish line first. Um, yep. <laughs> go ahead, Josh. No, I was just gonna say I'm with you, Sean. I think the other thing keeping out for would be you know the Dallas defense, Micah Parsons, their pass rush. Uh, they're averaging about four sacks a game. Obviously, pressure and the offensive line there of the G-men. If, the, if they can pressure Daniel Jones, I think that's if you're a Cowboys backer what you're rooting for. But Sean, we'll see what happens. Remember, we don't have to go back to that that last game with the Steelers about that quote-unquote meaningless play at the end that killed the teasers, killed the under. So again, these these games, anything can happen. But line moving, line is moving to the under and is moving toward Dallas.
4: We're talking once again to Josh Applebaum at Josh underscore Insights. Once again, check out Vsin Daily Morning Bets, fifteen minutes each and every morning in your podcast feed. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. So it's Josh riding with the dog and the under on prime time here, Cowboys and at the under. So he's going to head to head with Mister King. Uh, but let's take a look. No, uh, he's
2: not. He's going head to head with. Whatever platform you use, the place is bet. And I'm going head-to-head <laughs> with my platform I use.
4: You guys could just bet each other like me and you do with uh, cigar Save the cigar. juice, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, no juice that way. Um, all right, a couple games uh, looking ahead to week four, Josh, that you've highlighted. No surprise here, the Chargers, with all of the injuries, Justin Herbert being banged up, uh, Rashawn Slater now done for the year, Jalen Guyton done for the year. Uh, we're seeing movement. Uh, towards the dog in Houston. Uh, Six and a half was posted yesterday. It's down to five, four and a half in some spots. So imagine you're riding with the Texans here in this spot.
5: I am, Sean, or I am, Tim, as of now. But the one thing is, I don't like to lock myself too early to a bet. I think it's kind of a catch-22. You want to get something early and get the best number. But also, I want to see the injury reports. I want to see if there's any buyback. So to me, as of right now, and I think these early numbers are important because you know the only people betting these numbers on a Sunday night or a Monday – they're wise guys. They're pro bettors who set their own numbers, and if they see a big discrepancy between what they have and what the odds makers post, then they're going to hit it really early. The public's really going to come in later in the week and really when you get to Saturday and Sunday here. But as of now, the early move is toward the Houston Texans here. You open, as you mentioned, uh, Tim, you know, uh, Chargers laying around 7, 6.5. We're now down to five and a half, five. I see one book even maybe possibly going to 4.5. So a lot of money is flowing here uh, toward the Texans also look at these bet splits, you know, VEASAN.com getting these this money uh, interpretation from DraftKings, only 37% of bets right now are on the Texans. They're taking in 58% of the money. So that's one thing that always gets me excited as a data-driven better. If you're getting at least 20% more money than you are bets, then that tells me that the bigger wagers here are leaning toward the, uh, the Texans. They would match here. If you look at conference dogs getting six or less, last three years, they're 60% ATS. Uh, also, if you look at uh, another thing that we've seen here, if you're a dog and the line either stays the same or moves in your direction, those teams are 12 and 5 ATS there uh this year as well. And even though they're 0-2 and 1, uh overall, Houston Texans, they're 2-0 and one ATS. So Herbert looks banged up. He just lost one of his best linemen. I think the public still will go with Herbert here, depending on what we see over the next few days. But the line is going to Houston. So it looks to me like wise guys like the points as of now with the Texans.
2: Yeah, everything he said was 100 percent accurate. I-, I would think that's a pro tip, you know, what he said. But I'll tell you this. Davis Mills ain't buying none of that in the fourth quarter. So if you're going to side with the Texas Giants, go first half. As they've Ooh, been like outstanding that. early in games, and for whatever reason, Davis Mills just can't function in the fourth quarter. I mean, he's been abysmal. If he played better in the fourth, qu- fourth quarter, think about this. They'd be undefeated because they had, all they needed was one score against the Colts to make the early lead stand up they were up what nine six Broncos fourth quarter couldn't get a drive together gets the Bears I mean if he don't throw that pick I mean there's no way Justin Fields and that offense were going 60 yards like in one drive so I mean that's the thing with the Texans they've been great in the first half and then for whatever reason Davis just hadn't
5: been able to get it done late no I think it's a great point too Sean and that's you know as a better we have different options I think we really focus on the full game odds You know, in terms of data, that's kind of the strongest information that we get because that's the majority of bets they are placed on that full game. I think it's important, different ways to attack different teams. And what you said makes total sense here. You know, if if this is a team that maybe puts up a good fight early, but then, you know, Mills makes some bad plays late, that could be a first uh, quarter bet, first half bet. I'm with you, Sean. Just keep in mind, different ways to bet different games. Very true.
4: We're talking once again to Josh Applebaum. Josh, we got about a minute left. Uh, Cleveland at Atlanta. And looks like early money coming in on the home dog here.
5: Yeah, maybe this is our guy, Mike Pritchard. He can bet now. Maybe he's taking his whole <laughs> team here with Atlanta because this is a really interesting move, guys. You look at Cleveland, big win there on Thursday night. They have a big rest advantage having played Thursday. Atlanta played on Sunday. So you'd think with such a short number, you know, shouldn't basically the Browns be favored in this spot? Uh, but we are seeing uh, this line fall a ton. They're still favored. But at one point, you know, they're oh, like minus two and a half. They're down to two. I see uh, some shops here down to one and a half. Another really good bet split. Only 45% bets, 73% of the money here going with Atlanta. And also, Dogs Who Missed the Playoffs. Buying low on those teams that the public remembers with recency bias saying, hey, you're not a playoff team, you missed the playoffs. Dogs Who Missed the Playoffs so far this year, 23-8 and against the spread, 74%. Maybe a teaser, but the Falcons are taking money right now.
4: At Josh underscore insights, make sure to check out VEASAN Daily Morning Bets. Kickoff coming up.
1: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
2: is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board.
1: This is Uncanny USA.
0: Terms and conditions apply. This is v Prime Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on v the sports betting network.
4: It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your betting, whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. It is VEASAN PRIME Primetime, Tim Murray, Sean King with you. Kickoff coming up in just a moment as it uh, looks like the Giants will kick off to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh we've been mentioning the trends. Uh you just uh you just heard from Josh Applebaum. Uh, primetime unders, 7-2 so far this season. We saw it certainly last night in that riveting 11-10 game. Divisional unders, 14-3. and three. And Daniel Jones, 0-8 all-time in primetime. So, game underway. We'll, we'll keep our eyes uh, peeled on what to expect there. Uh, with total, uh, looks like some late money coming in at some spots on the Giants as closing one and a half, and now it's all about in-game uh, betting at this point in time uh, with these uh, with these games. So we are underway in uh, at MetLife Stadium, and first pass goes to CD Lamb. So I'm sure uh, CD Lamb betters who have been looking for those types of uh, that type of production, a 15-yard pickup there for the Dallas Cowboys, and uh, CD Lamb gets it rolling. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. I do want to pivot back to. Um, college football real quickly here and you know something that we actually talked about earlier today and make sure to check out the visa college football betting podcast myself and adam burke uh breaking it down uh we've seen a lot of movement in spreads but a lot of movement also in totals this week so i'm gonna show you a graphic here these are you know sides uh, this is from circa i want to get to a total here in just a moment because there's a uh, a discussion going on about the weather but a lot of movement and, uh, you know, these. this is the tweet from Circus Sports. Uh, as Tony Pollard, by the way, nice pickup there. Uh, so the chains are moving for the Dallas Cowboys already into Giants territory. But Pittsburgh is up to a 23-point favorite. Why? Well, they're playing Georgia Tech. What happened with Georgia Tech's head coach, Jeff Collins, today? He was fired. And I think a lot of people believe that is uh, an angle to look at here. Uh, certainly Nebraska, they actually got steam. Sorry, Britain against Oklahoma when uh, they fired their head coach. That did not work out all that well. The Louisville game is fascinating. Boston College, my goodness, they are a disaster right now. And this is a team that had some preseason buzz. They lost their best offensive lineman in the preseason. Folks, they were down 37 to nothing midway through the third quarter to Florida State over the weekend. So that's why you're seeing this movement. However, I don't know. You know, if you can trust Louisville all that much, two weeks ago, played Florida State. They're leading at half. Rotomaker comes in for Jordan Travis as he goes down with injury. By the way, great to see Jordan Travis back out and playing. So you have that, you know, situation there. So I would not touch Louisville. A couple other ones interesting. I want to kind of jump around here. We'll go to the backhand. Uh, How about Florida State? This is fascinating to me. Now, I think, I don't want to call... Wake Forest going on the road to a top twenty-five team in Florida State, a letdown spot? Because I, I I don't I don't think it'll be on the list tomorrow, but you do wonder just how much and this is what I've talked about last week about Appalachian State, you know, what's left in the tank? And they were up twenty eight to three, ultimately lost thirty-two to twenty eight. They just they ran out of gas, right? Wake Forest goes double overtime on the road against Clemson. Remember two weeks ago they needed you know, to stop a two point conversion against Liberty to get a 37 36 win. Florida State, they could kind of take their foot off the gas pedal a little bit, cruise into that 44 14 victory. So I understand where the market is going and why it's moving this way. It's, it, it's interesting that it's gotten this high to uh, seven. And then how about Maryland laying seven against Michigan State? Shout out to Maryland. That was a very uh, anti public play. We had Chris Andrews on the show on Friday pointed out the fact that Michigan was the most popular play, at least of Friday, 11-1 to ticket count on Friday. And ultimately, Michigan did win, but did not get the cover uh, against Maryland. And now Maryland is laying a touchdown against Michigan State. But Michigan State might just be that bad. Uh, as they turned around after going out west to Washington, Showing a little fight at the end, but never really been competitive in that game against Washington. But a Washington team that I think myself, Sean, likes a lot. And what happens? I mean, they got embarrassed by Minnesota. There was a point in time where the yardage discrepancy was was around 300 yards uh, in that game. Quick update on Monday Night Football. Drive stalled for the Cowboys. They have punted it away. And it looks like the Giants will... Start at their own 11-yard line, uh, depending on whether or not uh, the punt returner who thought he had rolled up on the Cowboy player. But uh, it'll be a start for the Giants at their own 11-yard line. So first touchdown scoring props for the G-Men have some life after the uh, Cowboys had some promise there, uh, but ultimately stall out. Looks like there was a uh, overthrow in the flats. There was a penalty. Uh, so that led to the punt. So Daniel Jones and company will take over at their own 11-yard line, and uh, take a look at the uh, the live line here in just a moment. But I got to imagine, uh, probably will stay the same, maybe a tick up towards the Giants uh, with them taking the ball here on this on this first drive. Uh, another game, just kind of flip flopping back and forth here uh, between college and uh, and the pro ranks as as Monday Night Football underway. One possession in the books. I feel like I'm going to find myself on UT San Antonio. So UT San Antonio will go to Middle Tennessee State. Middle Tennessee State, what a performance we saw from them over the weekend. I mean, not only did they beat Miami, I I felt like they dominated the Hurricanes. Over 400 yards passing from their quarterback on just 18 completions. They had big play after big play. I mean, they had a goal-line stand and then turned around and had a 98-yard touchdown pass. So now you turn that around for Middle Tennessee State. Uh, their head coach, Stockstill, a former Florida State quarterback, said he was getting text messages from all of his buddies uh, about the win that they had. First win in school history for Middle Tennessee State over a top 25 team as they take down Miami over the weekend. And I'm not saying this is your typical letdown spot. Is a conference game. UTSA is the reigning champs in the conference, but you're starting to see some serious backing in the betting market. As this open seven at Circa on Sunday it has moved down to four, that's where it is at BetMGM and other spots as well. Is there an opportunity here for UTSA, who I felt like needed a little bit of a break? You look at how their season went week one, overtime loss to Houston, week two, overtime win against Army. Week three, they go to Texas. Down by a touchdown, less than a touchdown and a half, ultimately lose 41-20. to Then they get a kind of a reprieve. They get a step back. They play an FCS team in Texas Southern. They beat them by four touchdowns, take their foot off the gas pedal, a little rest. And Middle Tennessee, on the other hand, Just went on the road, beat Miami. First top 25 win in school history. All their players are celebrating in the rain. As mentioned, Rick Stock still their head coach talking about all the text messages he got from his buddies from Florida State when he was a quarterback in the late 70s. And now a home game, which is a great opportunity. But a Friday night game against the reigning champs. Who's got the better quarterback? Harris has been playing really well. I haven't made this bet yet, but certainly could look at myself being on uh, being on the Roadrunners here in this spot. Second, uh, the first drive of the game for the Giants underway, run a little uh, quick pace after an eight-yard out on the first play uh, from scrimmage. Uh, I know Sean is hoping for some Saquon Barkley receptions here uh, as he went over his receiving yardage prop uh, to start the game. So uh, it'll be third down in about three for the Giants here. Real quickly, to hit this before uh, we hit a break here, still scoreless, 11 minutes ago in the first quarter. Keep a very close eye on the trajectory of Hurricane Ian as it is supposed to come in uh, towards Tampa Bay. Totals are going a little crazy. And Brad Powers pointed out on Twitter that people are betting this as if they know the trajectory of this hurricane. Georgia Southern at Coastal Carolina has dropped nine points. Virginia Tech UNC, a UNC team that looked like the worst defense in the country, just dropped nine points as well. Liberty Old Dominion has dropped 12 points. Folks, I get it. You want to be ahead of it? You might get lucky like you did, you know, in a rain-soaked game couple years ago between Notre Dame and uh, NC State that had a total of 311 yards but <laughs> pump the brakes we're not all meteorologists zero, 0 on Monday Night Football we'll get you updated on the other side
0: this is v Prime Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on v the
4: sports betting network
2: has a new podcast that is a must listen. The VEASAN College Football Betting Podcast releases three episodes every week to fully prepare you as a better. VEASAN analysts and my co-host Tim Murray along with Matt Eumanns, Adam Burke and Jonathan Von will react to lines as soon as they are released. Cover midweek games, discuss line movement and give a betting breakdown for every major game on Saturdays. Download and subscribe to VEASAN's College Football Betting Podcast today wherever You get your podcast. I'm Uh, never doing that read again, by the way. Why? Because the minute that I turned my attention away from this game, bad things started to happen. Doink! Bad things started to happen.
4: Graham Gano just doinked it off the upright, and we remain scoreless with 740 to go in the first quarter.
2: I had my guy Bellinger, a couple catches. He's rolling along. All right,
4: let the people know what, uh, what... That's terrible. That was blocked. So... Sean opened the show
2: yeah, was by
4: telling us that he's he's not betting first touchdowns anymore. How many first touchdown bets did you end up with? I have
2: four. I have uh, Sterling <laughs> Shepard. I have some guy named Myrick, some guy named Hudson, some guy named Bellinger.
4: Bellinger? All for the Giants. Daniel Bellinger, two catches for 28 yards. By the way, what, what was your Saquon?
2: I have a uh, Saquon over. anytime touchdown and over 24 yards receiving. I think he has one for what? But 13? 13. He should already be over. If Daniel throws a better ball on the angle route, I mean, he's still running.
4: Well, you did bet on Daniel Jones. The
2: alarming thing is they are really struggling from a protection standpoint. Like, he's really been under some some quick and immediate pressure. So, Brian Dayball going to have to earn his money tonight because it looks like this Giants offensive line is going to struggle to protect, at least with what Dallas has presented them so far. So, really good coordinators can make the adjustment. Uh, we'll see if uh, – who I think very highly of can make the adjustment as the Giants come with their second drive, whenever that is.
4: Uh looks like your in-game total has uh ticked down a little bit uh after the two drives go empty here, uh, around thirty-seven and uh some spots. I think here that's circa right now. Uh in game thirty-five. Yeah, and
2: all I'll remind you is this. Total pick 'em. This is or, exactly sorry, how Steelers Brown started. I'm pulling. I for mean, you. it looked like a dead under. Total hit going all the way down to thirty-three. And then all of a sudden, uh, Chubb breaks a run, and Pittsburgh, you know, George Pickens makes a one-handed catch down the field when they get the ball. And, you know, and then ultimately, I know it went over with a, a fluke play. But it still went over. Actually, you guys shop around. At Betty MGM, they have the current in-game total at 34 and a half. So, Did you go over? Oh, yeah, I'm still rock solid on the over. Yeah. Because right. yeah. both teams moved the ball on that drive. They did. Yeah, so –
4: Turnover uh, negated or slowed the uh, Cowboys down a little bit. Uh, sorry, uh, penalty. penalty. And then uh, uh, you got a missed field goal uh, there from the G-Men.
2: I'd like to see the Giants run the ball. A They're running a lot, of a lot of RPOs.
4: Yeah. And which the only thing when there. I
2: coordinated, the only thing I didn't like about all those RPOs is sometimes you go stretches without getting the ball handed off. Mm. And when you have a back like Saquon, you know, which I had Ketron Allen, what I was always trying to, to decide is giving him the ball eight to ten times less over the course of a game beneficial for us or is it detrimental? Because great backs don't always need everything to be blocked perfectly. So every time I pull the ball from Saquon Barkley to try and throw in an RPA, an RPO, the side effect of that is Saquon's not getting the ball.
4: All right, first play from scrimmage, six yard run for Saquon, no or excuse about, me, for right? Zeke Elliott. No,
2: I heard you. Yeah, but you didn't know what I was talking about. I have to draw it for you. It, 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 it makes more sense if I draw it. But for those people out there who either coach or. Oh, okay. You know, oh, we're going to do that. No, I'm saying schematically, it's hard to verbally illustrate X's and O's if you're not talking to somebody that, you know, that's what they do for a living. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like telling someone that's never broadcast about a rundown. Like it makes complete sense to you, but if you've never been in broadcasting, you, what the heck are you talking about? Rundown, like, or you know, what are you talking about? Like, they probably wouldn't know.
4: Um, it's like it's gonna be a penalty on the Giants here, hands to the face,
2: on yeah, the Giants. The refs are cheating.
4: <laughs> you giving up on your bet yet?
2: No, not at all. <laughs> I, I, I am Brian Dayball. I trust. We can overcome even the refs cheating for the Cowboys. I mean, you know, you're gonna get that right. Public team, national game. Mm. You know, a Couple calls can go to Cowboys. Sounded with. like
4: Mac Jones or Mac uh, Mac Brown when he almost lost a gasket on the sideline.
2: Yeah, they didn't lose because of the refs.
4: Yeah, no. Yeah, they lost because they gave up 550 yards of offense to Notre Dame.
2: And they didn't do what they normally do, which is put up 500 of their own. Yeah. Neil Brown plays a big part. There in you what go. Yep. There's Brown. Was it 42 and a half and three and a half catches? I believe for so. For his two. Uh, that was a nineteen-yard
4: 19 reception there from Noah Brown.
2: Like he's been a beneficiary of five catches, Michael Gallup being out.
4: Five catches every game. And
2: Dalton Schultz, he's not being here tonight. He's going to benefit even more. It's just terrible by the underneath coverage of the Cowboys. I mean, it's absolutely terrible. By the Giants. I mean by the Giants, yeah. Ooh, that's a good catch.
4: Noah Brown, former former uh, Oklahoma State. Yeah, it was Ohio State. Yeah, I guess they know a thing or two about wide receivers. There. Speaking of which, um, Ohio State put up a fifty-four spot. We'll do our rankings later on uh, in the week. And then you look at Georgia. Do you? Georgia has looked so dominant. And good call by you taking the points with Kent State. Um, do you look at anything negative when it look when you look at Georgia? Georgia is two and two ATS this year. They've beaten Oregon by 46 and South Carolina by 41. They beat Samford by 33 and Kent State by 17. Can you take anything away from Georgia that a team that you and I consensus are number one on them?
2: Yeah, it's really good. But, again, when you have a Kent State sandwich between South Carolina and Missouri, and I know South Carolina and Missouri aren't huge you know, SEC games, but they're still SEC games. Like, I'm just telling you, the greatest battle as a college coach is getting your guys to really focus and lock in week to week. And when there's a Kent State on the schedule, you know, it's very easy to, as Neil Brown catches, I mean, Cooper Rush is playing pretty impressive right now. There's an unblocked defender right in his face. But to say that they're going to get up for Kent State, no matter what they tell you, they're going to win the game because they're just that much better. Look at his throw, by the way, by Cooper Rush. 41's unblocked. That's a good throw by him in the coverage.
4: Noah Brown now, uh, I think that's probably 30 yards receiving. Yeah, I
2: called him Neil. I meant Noah Brown. I'm sorry.
4: N- Neil is the uh, head coach of West Virginia. It would be impressive if he was catcher. Struggling receiver. right now. Yeah.
2: Neil's got his own concerns. And I don't have anyone on the Cowboys for first touchdown in the game. So I really need this to result in only a field goal.
4: All right. Well, Zeke pounding his way down to the five. So it'll be second and goal from the five. Uh, new head coach. You're going to be the head coach of Georgia Tech?
2: Uh, I don't – I'm not like everyone else. I don't think Georgia Tech's a great job. Out of the three jobs that are available, I know it's in the heartbed of a major recruiting metropolis, mm-hmm. that Atlanta area. But if – you know, you're not going to have complete autonomy with admissions and the president. I mean, you're going to struggle to get – a lot of kids into Georgia Tech. I mean, academically, that's a very difficult school to, to get admitted into. And right now, I mean, they hold that athletic department to a really high standard from an admission standpoint. So, I mean, there are a lot of things that I'd have to have on paper to even consider Georgia Tech. Where is the ACC going to be in three years? What are they going to do with this conference, with the way everyone else is becoming emerging and becoming super conferences?
4: Bruce Feldman, by the way, it's going to be third and goal here. Giants and Cowboys, three minutes to go. What do you, what do, you do here? If you're uh, – Throwing
2: so complete because I have the Giants. And, I understand. And I don't have anybody on the I Cowboys that first. for you. Yeah.
4: But if you are
2: Kellen well, uh, Moore. I mean, what you like to do is give CeeDee Lamb a chance 101 to make a play. Now You see he's down here at the bottom. It'll be interesting what 29 does off the edge. Is he really blitzing or is he going to turn around and double CeeDee Lamb?
4: Oh, false start.
2: Yeah, false start on the Cowboys. That actually doesn't necessarily hurt you right there. And they had a great play call because they had a screen call to Tony Pollard. Did they? So if that blitz doesn't get there and he can get that ball off, I mean, that's going to be a walk-in for Tony Pollard.
4: Well, you look at, I mean,
2: Peyton Tom, shot.
4: Tom Brady made a, a critical mistake last last night or yesterday afternoon, allowing a, t- a delay of game on a two-point
2: conversion. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times that happens with a quarterback like Brady. That means, How does that happen? That means that him and Leftwich aren't on the same pace. Generally, Byron calls something, Brady doesn't like it. You know, and in the back and forth that exists at that point, you know, now all of a sudden, you know, you're down on the, on, on the play clock.
4: All right, third and goal from the seven. Need a big stop here from the Giants for Sean's bets. And they get one. Deflected you. pass. And now we will get a field goal. Oh, oh boy. Flag. I hope it's down. offensive holding Oh, Giants are pointing at Giants yeah, It's are pointing offensive at the holding. Cowboys. Cowboys,
2: Cowboys are trying to cheat.
4: Holding. Decline that there, Brian Dable. You will get a field goal attempt. Oh, or is it Defensive holding? Holding. All right, there you go. Good. There we go. Field goal attempt coming. Sean's first touchdown bets. Still alive. Still alive. Need some points, though, for the overs here, Sean. Wrap things up next here on VSIM Prime Time.
1: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
2: is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This
1: is Uncanny USA.
0: Terms and conditions apply. This is v Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on v the Sports Betting Network.
4: Football fans can turn a loss into a win with the King of Sportsbooks. Just place a single first touchdown scorer prop bet on a every Monday Night Pro Football game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. This offer is available all season long Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log into your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then, wager on any player to score the first touchdown in any pro football game. And if your bet misses, you'll get up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older And uh, to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issue. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Sean King is shaking his head. What are you shaking your head about?
2: Oh, Nats had bases loaded, hit into a double play. Well,
4: don't bet on the Nets.
2: There we go. There's Daniel f- Jones is looking good, man.
4: First down, uh, Giants moving the ball. 48 seconds to go in the first quarter. Three to nothing. So, first touchdown props. Still alive. Sean has a plethora of them, all Giants.
2: Yep. So let's I took the Giants tonight, so.
4: Cowboys on the I latest felt like it live wouldn't line. it would
2: be in good spirit to go with someone on the Cowboys for first touchdown scored, you know?
4: Sterling Shepard, a quick out. They are abandoning the run right now.
2: Well, what they're doing is Dallas is loading the box. Mm-hmm. And Making them throw. So far, Brian's answer is to get the ball out quick and passes and to run RPOs. So, you can always, when I say loaded box, that means they have more guys in the box than the Giants have to defend. And Dallas is confused. They're probably going to call timeout. They don't know. Can't get lined up.
4: Oh, oh. they still. Saquon looks like pickup of three. So, third and one now. That'll be the last play of the first quarter. So, one quarter in the books. Uh, If you took the first quarter under, it's a winner for you. Three points in the first quarter. And if you took the Dallas Cowboys in the first quarter, uh, looks like yeah, it's about to pick them uh, mm. in the first quarter. Giants or Dallas took that first. Our quarter. man Devin
2: Walker has a Giants first half. Yeah, so. we
4: need a touchdown for uh, for a guy Devin. Yeah, big, be... big Florida State fan likes the under in Florida State Wake
2: Forest. So first quarter. So I learned last year. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna go out, don't go out on playing Wake Forest unders. Remember, I had, I think it was the North Carolina weight game and the NC State weight game. And the entire time, I had good reasoning behind it both times, too. And ultimately, you end up just like, am I am I stupid? Like, do I have the normal amount of common sense? Yeah. Uh,
4: it was 51-45 this week, so that wasn't over. Yeah.
2: Like, I'm just, just – and – Sometimes. If you look at the first half of that game, it looked like a dead under game.
4: I just, I was really disappointed ultimately in that game, from what I saw defensively from Clemson. I thought they would get. I mean, the reason I bet Clemson, I just thought they would dominate up front, and
2: they didn't. They did not. And they the didn't. corners,
4: I, I thought. Look, and I, I don't. Know to me, take, that
2: game exposed Clemson.
4: Uh, yeah, I agree.
2: In a lot of ways, I think they're going to really have to prove that they can compete on vertical balls down the field moving forward because teams are going to attack them.
4: And that's what DJ was doing, and he was winning a lot of them, but now you have to remember it was Wake Forest defense. No, but I'm
2: saying what Sam Hartman was doing to Clemson. Their defensive backs were not having a good day defending the deep ball.
4: But I guess my caveat to that would be, is there anybody in this conference? Yeah,
2: I think this is a solid year at quarterback for this conference. You think O'Leary is at uh, NC State? The way Travis is playing at Florida State, both teams that Clemson still has to play. You know, I don't know what happened to Tyler Van Dyke. I wish the one from last year would show up, but I don't what, want to jump off his train That's what Mario and Cristobal the does to quarterbacks. Because it happened with me with Martinez. You know, Martinez from Kansas State played as bad as you can play against Tulane. And he
4: didn't then he do anything came in the out, first three games.
2: Then he came out against but well, he didn't even attempt to throw the ball the first two. They tried to throw it against Tulane, and it, almost, and it looked terrible.
4: It almost felt like Chris Kleiman was pulling the wool over Oklahoma's eyes. Like, yeah, whatever. We, these non-conference games don't matter. We'll unleash it. That's exactly it. what it looked
2: like. <laughs> and that's what happened. Yes, he played like a Big 12 he player incredible. of the year in, in that year, he,
4: he was remarkable. And uh, anyone who took the points with K-State, uh, I think Matt Humans on the v College Football Podcast was on that. Uh, well done. That was that was a never-in-doubt cover, and they, they dominated that game. It was a hell of a win.
2: Yeah. Of course, it came the week after I watched what I watched.
4: Gotta have a quick—you're a quarterback. Gotta gotta erase the memory.
2: He looked broken. It's almost like I don't want to repeat this mistake with Tyler Van Dyke in Miami, but I feel like they're in the same spot. I mean, look terrible, lose the Middle Tennessee State. You know, like I mean, what else could go wrong, guys? And who does Miami have this week? Uh, Miami has.
4: Hold on, I'll fight it. Um, but what's interesting is Miami has. They're on a bye. Yeah, and I just pulled up Miami of Ohio.
2: So. Yeah, they're on a bye. <laughs> <laughs> then they have North Carolina out of the buy, So I probably I mean, should.
4: Probably get an inspired defensive effort from North Carolina in that one.
2: That would be the opposite. You're,
4: you're never going to live that one down. Inspired. Gene Chizik is stealing money. By the way. Ooh, dangerous pass from Daniel. They Jones.
2: are putting a lot of dangerous pressure on the Giants quarterback. Pass. I'm telling you, Brian's gonna have to adjust his game plan a little bit. Because right now they can't protect. I mean, they're, they're really struggling to, to to protect Daniel. I mean, watch this. When they're getting beat, and see, this is a run, Tim. You see those guys pulling mm-hmm. around? That's a run. So that's why that pressure's there. So they're basically reading the support player, and when that player he thinks is in a place where he can impact the run initially. He's pulling it and throwing it behind him. But, I mean, it's hard to throw the ball with those guys in your lap. But you're going to get that on runs. Just hand the ball to Saquon let him do his thing. Oh, boy. Now, this is where he's dangerous. There
4: you go, Daniel yeah. Jones. There you go. He's actually
2: a really, really good athlete. Well,
4: and that's why, once yeah. again, we saw the rushing total be at what it was, which was 26 and a half yeah. on Daniel Jones. Nice scramble there. So, Jones uh, – Picks up the first down.
2: He's a really, really good athlete. Uh, Is he the future of the Giants quarterback situation? Well, he's going to get a chance to prove it. Now, what I would like here was to flip the ball to the tight end right there. Now, those are the kind of the things that he doesn't do that I kind of worry me. Because a guy that has great instincts, once that defender commits to coming at you, he flips the ball right over Oof. his head. Good run, Saquon. Right over his head to the tight end. Yeah. You know, and then you don't really possess a lot of that moxie. And everything's kind of textbook. Almost like you would expect somebody to go to Duke, you know? Your homework is due on Wednesday, but the outline needs <laughs> to be turned in Tuesday afternoon by 6, you know. <laughs> by the way, Duke doesn't look that bad. I told you, he's doing a good job.
4: I'm saying, you know, I, yeah. I thought I I mean, they them. ran
2: into the juggernaut. That's the Jayhawks, Rock Chalk Jayhawks, Jalen Daniels. But you're right. They do look much improved.
4: Why is Kansas a home underdog this week?
2: I was wondering about that, too. It really scared me. I figured at some point the letdown's coming.
4: Sell out against uh against Duke's last week. Should have yeah. got college game day. Didn't yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah. The Tulane boys bounce back Friday night game against Houston?
2: Houston looks vulnerable. So does Tulane. <laughs> I mean, good
4: God. I didn't even I didn't want Southern Miss to and win. I just want to cover.
2: I think if Tulane is, is honest, geez. if if Coach Fritz is honest with himself, he played his former offensive coordinator. And that game plan was to pressure Michael Pratt. That's what that game pan was about. So obviously, Will Hall, after having Michael Pratt, doesn't think that he recognizes pressure, or handles defensive pressure well. Because they blitzed all night, and Pratt never could make them pay. He did early, early on, but yeah, like early missed like the first two drives. Got a block punt. Yeah, that was
4: nice. Um, all right, so can we throw the ball down the seam? To we're
2: sitting. Ooh, Ooh. All I got again. <laughs> Jeez, who are these guys?
4: I don't know. Yeah. Bellinger. There you go. There's your big boy.
2: Good oh Flag. Calling it back. Flag down. Who you got? I really like Hudson or Myrick, <laughs> but I'll take Bellinger or Shepard.
4: <laughs> you'll take. I mean, honestly, you also have the Giants, so you'll just take a touchdown, too. Yeah. Any of it, anytime on Saquon. So yeah, that, or, or a way.
2: field goal that doesn't Boing. Off the upright. I, mean, I had Arkansas money line. How about that? Hit the top oh. of the goal
4: Texas A&M, man. Texas A&M I laid it with Mississippi State. Mississippi State's smoking them. They have Miami and and Arkansas back-to-back weeks. Yeah. They got some sort of uh some sort of luck going on their side. Alabama next week. Um hey, uh real quickly, uh the, the Pro Bowl bets still exist. Even oh, though. absolutely not. E, no.
2: There's no Pro Bowl. Um, yes, there is. So how can my guy make a Pro Bowl that doesn't exist? Because that's then... nullified. No. Yeah, it's
4: nullified. You were dumb enough to say Carson Wentz and Mitch Trubisky. I knew this was, was coming. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Well, once you, once you made me accept that Brian Robinson, who got shot, I had to lose that bet, you better believe you're losing this bet. Ain't no way. You think Carson Wentz is going to be invited to a skills competition? Was it going to be a skill of getting sacked? I mean, if that's one, then he's going to be here. v Sin Live bets tonight coming up next.
0: Hey, guys. It's Patrick Maher from v Sin, And if you're not spending Sunday mornings with us, you're missing out on the best sports betting programming in the business. First, catch myself and former NFL executive Michael Lombardi on the Lombardi line at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. Stern, 7 a.m. Pacific. Stern, 7 a.m. Pacific. Stern, 7 a.m. if you dare. work.